Hello, Mama. I'm so excited, as usual, to be here with you today. Uh, I'm excited to go into our topic. So we're going to talk about what to do in a hard season. How do you get through? What are some hacks to getting through that season? And while I'm not really in a hard season uh, in many aspects, there's just a few things that make it a little bit harder right now. And so I'm excited to share with you just what I have been trying to practice, what God has been showing me, how I've been getting through it. So I would love to share that with you. And I'm still figuring it out. So hey, if you have some more ideas about this after you listen to this, come and pop in the Facebook group and share your ideas with us. How did you get through your hard season? What did that look like? What are your hacks? What what got you through in those days, weeks, months, years that you felt like were never going to end? And I would love to hear that. If you're not in our Facebook group, it is such a great community of women that are trying to figure out this healing journey stuff and just support each other and encourage each other. Um, my friend and colleague Lauren leads the group and she's such an amazing encourager. So just make sure you get over there. You can find it at bit.ly bit.ly slash morning mama Facebook group. You can find the link in the show notes. You can go on Facebook, search for morning mama collective, all of the ways. I would love to see you over there and learn your story story. And, um, I just hope that you find some encouragement there. And just a reminder too, that you are so not alone. Like this podcast has lots of listeners and that's because we're all trying to figure this stuff out because we're all in the middle of this crazy healing journey that doesn't always make sense. is not always straightforward. And so, yeah, that's just a reminder of how many women are, are on this with you. So head over there. We'd love to see you, but without further ado, let's hop into today's episode. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama. So the idea for for this episode came from someone that joined the Facebook group. Whenever you join, I ask to hear what you're struggling with the most because I really deeply care about that. I want to be able to speak to that. And oftentimes it gives me inspiration for episodes. So, you know, just make sure you're... um, joining the Facebook group for one, but also if you're already in it, just tell me what you want me to talk on. Tell me where you're struggling so that we can figure out what it is I need to share on the podcast. But this one person was talking just kind of about a really, really intense hard season. Now I'm in a, what feels like a hard season, but compared to what she is in that it's nothing. Now, we don't need to compare, right? That comparison never leads to anything good. But I, I want to say that for, for all sides, for wherever you're at, whatever kind of hard season you're in, doesn't have to be the most extreme and traumatic, but it also can be. And I want to speak to all of you today. For me, the hard season is we are, I'm pregnant and my hips are just so in pain. And so it means like walking and bending down and getting on the floor and all of those things are extremely challenging. And with two little kids, 
trying to keep up with them. In addition to we're in the middle of a move. And so that, that requires like a lot of bending and, uh, you know, organizing things and getting rid of things and moving things around. And so I just feel so frustrated. Like I'm sitting here right now recording in my room and I, I thought it was like a great idea last week to take all of our items. We have this like big storage thing behind our bed and in our current house. And I decided it was a good idea to take all of that out from there. I mean, this, this storage area is massive. And I thought, yeah, it'll help us make progress. We can start going through the things. And um, I'm sure that's going to be great at some point. But right now we haven't had time. And it's just sitting in my living room, in my bedroom, and stealing my piece and is completely chaotic. And I really want to handle all of it. But I have not been able to. And so... <laughs> <laughs> that's why why I lightly say that it's a hard season because, you know, it's full of so many blessings. I'm so excited for this baby and the move. And I've been talking about this constantly. I know it's because this is my world right now and I'm sharing it with you. Um, but it's just challenging, you know, to not be able to move as fast as I usually do and get as much done as I usually do. And all of these things and um, just living in this chaos is, is really challenging. So it's hard in that way. And so that's what I'm going to encourage you with. But also, I want to speak to those of you that are in a much deeper hard season. Maybe you're in the middle of deep depression. Maybe you're in the middle of a relationship that you don't know if it's going to last. Maybe you're in the middle of a new diagnosis for yourself or for your kids. You know, it can be so many different things. And, you know, for this mom that, that I kind of was inspired by, um, for her, she said she um, just had an ectop ectopic pregnancy after trying two years to get pregnant. Um, and, and right now in this season, she's not the mom that she wants to be. So obviously, like, that is a, a very hard season, right? A, a season of, of trauma, a season of... Uh, this this hope you've built built up and now it's kind of smashed to the ground and so wherever you find yourself in this I hope I hope that I can get some encouragement to you because I think regardless of the severity of the the hard season I think any any of us that can relate to any form of a hard season can relate to this statement that she says at the end I'm not the mom I want to be right now and you know, why I even compare it at all or not compare, but relate to that is because that's how I feel in this season. I'm not always every day the mom that I'm wanting to be. Uh, I'm not getting to do as much fun stuff with my kids. My patience is a little bit lower. I'm, I'm having more blowups. I'm, I'm just struggling. I'm not keeping up with the house as much as I want to, right? All these little things. And so I, I just wanted to share with you what has been helping me. And I hope that it's been helping or help it can help you too. So these are seven things that I have used to try and get through this hard season. So the first one is grace. Now, this might seem obvious, but we have got to extend grace both to ourselves and those around us. Because right, a hard season means it's hard. <laughs> There's more to carry. It's heavier. It's it's not light. It's it's painful. That you know. There's so much to that. And it, first of all, if we don't give ourselves that grace, we're not going to be able to give it to others. Because you got to remember too, like we're not the only ones affected by this season, right? Our kids are affected. Our spouse is affected. Even if it's something that more directly relates to us specifically, they can feel that and sense it, and and they they can feel that we're carrying a heavier weight, and so it it all affects them. And so they need some more grace, but we can't even begin to give them that 
if we don't first look at ourselves and say, I also am worthy of grace. If you haven't heard it said, let me tell you, you are not supposed to be perfect. That was never your job. And it still is not, it never will be. You're human. And the only thing that's perfect is Jesus. And because of his perfection, we can just rest in that. But you are not meant to be perfect. So it's okay, mama, that you're struggling. It's okay that you're making mistakes. And here's the thing. When you make a mistake, when you yell at your kids, when you drop the ball, when the house is crazy, you have two choices. You can either move forward and allow God to forgive you and forgive yourself and allow his grace to wash over you and give yourself that grace, or you can choose shame and you can feel the burden of that and you can just let it pile even more weight on top of you and sink you deeper into the ground and get your feet more stuck in the mud because you're adding to this load that's already heavy, right? Shame doesn't actually help us. I get that it feels in the moment sometimes like it's necessary, like like we can't move on without it because we need to kind of teach ourselves a lesson or, or something. But that's not from God. God is not a God of shame. He does not want that for you. His yoke is light. His burden is easy. Now, that doesn't mean we're not going to have hard seasons, but it does mean that in those hard seasons or in any season, his grace is enough for us. We don't need to take on the extra weight of shame. And so I want to encourage you, mama, to remember that whenever you're facing these moments where you're tempted to want to just pile on the shame and say, I'm a, I'm a horrible mother. I'm never going to be good enough. Look, I just did that again. Wow. I'm, I, I don't deserve to, to be in this life. I don't deserve to be a mom, right? That's kind of the, the, some of the, how shame sounds, the voice of shame. And none of that is God's voice. The voice of the Holy Spirit will convict you. He'll lift you higher. He'll speak life into you and say, hey, this isn't who you are. You're made for more, but you can do this. I've got you, daughter. Right? So it's such a difference. So the next time you're tempted to just kind of dump that shame onto yourself, I want you to remember, you got to choose to give yourself that grace. And I know that's a battle, but ultimately God's going to give you strength for that. And, and just remember, it's not worth taking on the shame. It's not actually going to help you. It feels like it might help you, but it's not. It's just going to spiral you away from God, which never is a good thing, right? We need God. So let's not spiral away from him. All right. The second thing that I want you to remember in hard seasons, and I've, I know I've talked about this a lot lately. I think it's because it's my world right now, but you need to master the art of the apology. Okay. So we're, we're extending grace to ourselves. We're saying, oh man, Oh, I did it again, man. Okay, God, please forgive me. Okay, and so so we're we're choosing grace. We're saying, okay, I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna learn from it. I'm gonna let it go. But we're also taking ownership. We're saying, okay, yes, I did mess up. This is what I did, and we're not ignoring it. We're not sweeping it under the rug because that also is actually gonna probably contribute to more of an internal shame. It's going to pile up and eventually affect us if it's not already. And so we do have to take ownership of it. We have to face it head head on, look it in the eyes and say, yep, I just did that. I just spoke to my spouse that way. I just yelled at my kids. Whatever it is, we have to face it head on or it will inadvertently cause shame, even if we feel like we're not choosing that. And so in that facing it and owning it, we've got to apologize. Even if 
This is a hundred times an hour. <laughs> I was going to say a day, but I don't know if that'll cover it for some of us. No matter how often we've got to get good at apologizing because we're going to mess up. And after we mess up, we're going to mess up again, right? Even when we like step into that grace and we're trying to accept God, God's forgiveness and we're trying to, you know, restart, it's still going to happen again. I guarantee you, we are sinful human beings. Now, God, God's going to keep changing us. And, and through the process of sanctification, as we get to know him more and we get to know his character and we spend more time with him and we get to know the voice of the Holy Spirit more, right? He does change us. That does happen. But first of all, this is subtle changes over over time. Sometimes it's a supernatural moment, but ultimately we're always going to have to walk that out. It's going to be a process. And in addition to that, we will always have sin in our lives until we are in heaven because that is part of our human nature and we cannot escape that. And so maybe it's not this sin that you're going to struggle with next time, but it's going to be a different one. And so just know it's coming, like just anticipate, like I'm going to mess up again. And so with that, you just need to choose to apologize, apologize to your kids, apologize to your spouse, apologize to yourself, apologize to God, like your parents, whoever it is, your boss, your friends. I don't know who, who needs an apology, but Anyone that you think might probably does. And don't shy away from that out of uh, feeling like, oh man, I already just apologized to them. Now I have to do it again. Nope. Because you're going to feel better. It's going to reset the situation. And ultimately what I want you to do is to count that as a win. When you choose an apology, I want you to celebrate that and, and be proud of yourself and say, wow, I messed up. But you know what? I chose to own it and to face it. And I chose to apologize. And that's huge. And so as you're kind of you know, allowing God to sanctify you and, and probably getting through this hard season and, you know, trying to get to a better place with your anger or, you know, whatever it is. It can be many things. But as you're doing that, I think anger is like an obvious one. I know for me, at least, maybe that's why it feels obvious. But, you know, as you're doing that, you know, God's going to help you make steps. But in the meantime, you need to, to, to count your wins. You need to, to take note of the progress and an apology absolutely counts. It counts as a win. It counts as progress. I want you to see it that way. And every time you choose an apology, just celebrate that. Okay. Number three, I want you to, and I've talked about this a lot too, but this is so important. Talk to your kids about it. Uh, talk to your kids about what is going on in this season. Now, you want to do this without dumping on them, right? We can't just let them be our emotional sidekicks, our emotional crutches. We can't go to them and cry and, and ask them to take care of us. That's that's not our job as, they're not, it's not their job as kids. That's, that would be parentifying them. And they're not the parent you are. And so we don't want to do that. Um, we do want to be authentic, though. But it's kind of like my pastor says, it's called, veiled transparency where we are authentic and we're real, but we do it like behind a veil. We don't show everything. Now there's absolutely some people you need to show everything to your spouse, your, your friends that are God fearing. Like you need people in your life to show all of the messy stuff too, but your kids are not that. And so what I want you to do though, is to talk with them about kind of what's going on without, again, revealing too much, without, again, dumping your emotions on them. But, you know, you can go to them 
and talk about how it's a hard season. You know, I often have been talking to my kids about how, you know, this is an exciting season, you know, baby brother's coming or getting a house, but it's been kind of hard for mommy because, you know, I'm in a lot of pain with my hips and, you know, there's a lot to do with the house. And so it's been harder to be patient and to be present with you guys, but I'm working really hard to try and fight through that and trying to be with you guys because it's so important to me. But I'm letting them in on that process. And, you know, like this mom that, that inspired this episode with her, her journey, she could also let her kids in on that a little bit too. And, you know, it depends on their ages. I don't know how much they know, but to, to say something like, Hey guys, this is a hard season for us. And mommy is working really hard to trust God and to let God heal my heart. But right now it's hurting and it's been really hard. And I know I haven't been as present with you as I would like to be. And I know I've gotten mad a lot, but I want you to know I'm okay. God's taking care of me. Your daddy's taking care of me. I'm covered. And when I get upset, it's really not about you. It's about me trying to, to deal with this. It's about me trying to work through this really hard season. But, you know, just so you know, I will be okay. You don't have to worry about me. God is taking care of me and he promises to never leave or forsake me. And so as you let your kids in just a little bit on that journey, they're just going to be able to understand a little bit more. They're going to, one, be reminded this that your anger is not about them. Now, they could still, you know, internalize that and, and take it personally like so many of us do, but it's going to be a reminder and they're going to be able to, to in those moments, it's probably going to come to their mind like, oh, mommy said it's a hard season. This isn't about me. Okay. I don't have to take this on as um, the, you know, a truth that she doesn't love me or, you know, whatever that is or that I'm alone. And they can then just remember that that you are walking through something and this is a hard season and it's okay for them to know that because they are someday going to go through their own hard seasons and you're going to model for them what that looks like to do it well to to one talk about it right to 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 share with it to be open about it again with your kids it has to be limited but but you're letting them in on that and not trying to hide it and pretend like everything's perfect and you're showing them how you're leaning into God. And they're not going to see the the nitty gritty of that process, but you're reminding them of the truth that God will never leave them or forsake them. God is right there with you. He is, he is mending your broken heart. And you're showing them that when they go through hard seasons, they've got God to lean on. They're never alone. And you're modeling that. So it's so, so powerful to let your kids in kind of on, on what's going on just a little bit. Okay. Number four, Um, And you've heard this a million times, but you got to take it one day at a time. And I know, again, that sounds so obvious, but here's what I want you to do is I don't want you to try and figure it all out. I don't want you to try and figure out how you're going to get from this place, this dark pit and, and get out of it and, and recover and heal and, and what that whole journey looks like. I don't want you to, to overwhelm yourself with all of the steps you need to take and how long you're going to have to be in therapy or how long it's going to be until you're out of debt or how long it's going to be until you are, you know, in a healthy spot in your relationship. You don't need to have all of that figured out. You just need to take one day at a time. And, and in that, Each day, what you need to do is just do what you know to do for today. Now, I'm not saying you can't ever plan. Like, 
you can have uh, plans are great, right? Looking into the future is great. And, and, you know, putting goals in place is great. But I think we can get so stressed out because we don't understand how we're going to get from point A to point B. And part of that's because it's not our job to figure it out. God is going to guide us each step of the way. And he's going to show us, you know, maybe it's not from point A to point B, it's point A to point Z, right? And God's going to show us step by step. First, it's just how to get from A to B. We can't get from A to B if all we're thinking about is getting from A to Z and we're overwhelmed by that. And so it's just one at a time, A to B. Okay. Okay. I got to figure out how to get that new rhythm in my life. I got to get figure out how to get this new thing in place in my life. And once you do that, you're in B. Okay. We've made some progress. And then he's going to show you slowly how to get to C, right? And it's just going to slowly continue. And so we just got to every day, one day at a time, do the things that we know to do. So one of those is just continuing with the healthy rhythms that we talk about here a lot, meaning you're going to be sitting down with God and reading your Bible every day, meaning you're going to be in prayer constantly, meaning you're going to get plugged into and planted deeply in a local church. And you're going to get in a small group and let people know your story. And you're going to get that community and be healthy in that. You're going to set healthy boundaries, right? Like all these things we know to do, get enough sleep, eating a healthy, well-balanced diet, right? All of these things is what we know to do. And then in addition, it's, you know, if God has shown you, okay, to get to A to B, this is what I need to do. Maybe it's find a therapist. Then in addition to those healthy rhythms, you're going to start working on that one thing that he showed you and working on stepping through that. So don't think about all the things you need to do in the next week, month, year. Think about today. What are the things you can do today? I think so often we can't imagine keeping up with a habit for the next six months. And so we don't even start it. And we're like, well, I don't think I'm going to keep up with it. So I'm just not even going to begin. But if we focus just on today, what can I do today? Today, I'm going to exercise. Today, I'm going to eat right. Today, I'm going to spend my time with Jesus. And then tomorrow, we do it again. Okay, what can I do today? So I want you, in a, especially in those hard seasons, to just think about today. What can I do today? And keep up with that. All right, number five, I want you to remember that there is more coming. Okay, this is not forever. This will end. It will not always feel this way. It will not always be this overwhelming. It will not always be this heavy. This is not forever. I promise you at some point it will get better. If you continue to seek God, he will bring you out of this. He will not leave you here. This is a promise from him. He is not going to leave you in that dark place. He is a giver of life. He is a redeemer. He promises to turn all things for good for the, of those who love him. And so we've got to stand in that promise and know that this season, not only will it end, it will also be redeemed. God's going to take the very worst things that are happening in this season and make them some of the very best things ever to happen in your life. I've talked about it a lot before, but you know, my season when I had a miscarriage, that was the worst possible thing I felt could happen in that moment. And it was so heavy and so hard, but then God took that very thing and, and brought me in further into my purpose. And that's how I started this podcast. And that's how I have inspiration and, and, and even a renewed relationship with God. I've never been closer to God than, than after that event in my life. And so I, I fully see the full circle of how he redeems it. And so you've got to trust, build up your faith, mama, and know that more is coming. And, and don't ever lose sight of that. 
because it it is a truth that you have to cling to. Otherwise, hopelessness is going to take over. And and there's going to be days where you feel like it, there's no way it could get better. But it will. With God, all things are possible. He is bigger than any amount of darkness. And so just don't let go of that. Whatever you need to do to remember that, write verses and post them all over your house. Write, write this on your wall. Um, I recently, I, I, I used the planner from Horatio Printing and one of like their phrases they use a lot is the best is yet to come. And I love that because it's just a a reminder of, you know, even in good times, it's like this reminder of, wow, even better things are coming still. But in bad times, it's also true. Better things are coming still. The best, the best part of my life, the best part of what, what could happen is still coming. And I believe that when we follow God and we give our lives fully and completely to God, that will always be true because he is always working on our behalf. And the closer we get to him, the better our lives get. So remember, the best is yet to come. So post that all over your house. Get a tattoo. (laughs) Whatever you need to do to be reminded that this is not forever. Okay, number six. I also want to encourage you to continue to be productive. I know it can be so so easy in these seasons that are hard and heavy to just kind of um, make an excuse of like, well, you know what, this is a hard season, so I'm not going to keep up with this. I'm not going to keep trying this. I'm, I'm just going to let this go. And well, in some ways, some of that's okay, right? It's ex- that extending grace to yourself. It can also so easily become an excuse that we use to kind of just stop everything, And we're like, well, it's a hard season, so I'm not going to go to my connect group at church. Oh, it's a hard season. I'm not going to serve at church anymore. Oh, it's a hard season, so I'm just going to watch some more TV than I normally do. Oh, it's a hard season, so I, I just, I need to sleep in and not read my Bible. You know, like this, it keeps going and going. It's a hard season, and so I will blank, enter anything that you do, anything you've let go of. It's a hard season, so I'm not going to keep up with my house, right? And and this could go on and on. It could be exercise. It could be diet. It could be uh, friendships, right? So many things. And so I want you to not let that become an excuse, not let that be um, kind of like the, the, the voice of this moment, because that actually, it feels good in the moment, but it's actually going to overall make you feel a lot worse. When we slowly start letting go of these responsibilities and these things that, you know, when we're about to do them, they feel heavier, or even in the middle of doing them, they feel heavier. But they're actually things that afterwards make us feel a lot better. We feel like we progressed. We feel like we did, we accomplished something. We feel like we were in purpose, right? And so we can't just let all of those go in in these seasons because that actually is what's going to keep us stable. It's, I mean, Jesus keeps us stable, but but he has these lives for us because we're meant to be productive human beings. Like uh, work is part of how God created us to be. And so when, when we walk away from that in relationships, you know, if we're talking about relationships, both of those are how God made us. And so we've got to keep those intact any way we can in these seasons, because that's going to help keep us on that right track. And so just don't let that voice overtake everything. Okay. Now, yes to grace. Like if you miss a day and you're like, oh man, I 
was gonna do that and I missed it. Oh no! And then you can go so easily into a shame spiral and you know say, well, I'm I'm never I'm not good enough anyway. So why why do I even try? Why did I even fool myself that I could do this? Right. So we're not gonna go there. No. If you miss a day, you you miss a you say no to something that you should have said yes to or whatever it is. Just look and learn from it. Okay. Look back and say, oh, you know what? Actually, I kind of felt that. I felt that after I said no to that, kind of felt worse. Oh, I, I know that's something that's important that I keep up with. So, you know, next time I'm going to try again and I'm going to try and choose the right thing and just keep trying. Okay. So, so just don't let that voice of that excuse take over everything. Just keep fighting to be productive in all of the little ways. Okay. Number seven, I want you to do things. This kind of goes hand in hand with number six, but do things that you enjoy even when it's hard. So, It can be so easy, again, in these hard seasons to just want to numb out, to just want to veg out in front of the TV all the time, to just want to drink too much all the time, to just want to eat more all the time, to take the easy way out all the time. And and, and the thing is, those things I just mentioned can easily fool you. And they can tell you that actually that's what you want to do. Those are, those are really the things you enjoy. You enjoy eating, so you should do more of it. You enjoy t- you know, Netflixing, so you should do more of it, right? All of these things are so deceptive, but those most of the time, right? Again, we're not saying that you can never watch TV, you can never have a drink, you can never you know, uh, do these things. We're talking about when they become excessive, when they take over, when, when that's your go-to, when you're not feeling well. And when that happens, that is meaning you are using it to numb. And when we, when we choose to numb out, that's not actually going to help us find the rest we need and find the joy that we need. And so we've got to choose the things that we actually want to do that actually give us life. So Often those things take a little bit more effort initially, but they're going to give a much better result. You're going to feel so much better afterwards, right? So like even even as I think about with my kids, you know, some days when I'm hurting and it's been so hot out lately and blah, 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 all the complaints, it can be so easy to just be like, oh, we'll just watch a little bit extra TV today. And we're really strict on our screen time over here. And we've, I've continued to be strict. But every once in a while, I'm like, well, what if we're, what, we're so good about this all the time? What if we just watched a little bit extra, right? And, you know, obviously that, that could turn from one day into another. And, and in that moment, it feels so good. It's like, oh, well, that would be so easy. And that would, that would be such an easy fix to how I'm feeling, right? But ultimately, I'm going to kind of feel like garbage afterwards because I didn't really connect with my kids. And, you know, those couple hours that I had in my day to be with them, I kind of wasted them. And I'm, that's going to just lead me to feeling worse. And so it's going to take a little bit more effort to say, you know what? We need to get outside and go to a shaded park and play or, you know, finding, finding things you like to do with your kids. And, you know, you know what? Instead, we're going to sit at the table and we're going to color. We're going to sit and read books. We're going to go on a walk if it's not too hot. Uh, you know, finding those things, it takes a little more effort but it's actually what your soul enjoys and it's gonna bring you that joy. And these can be by yourself as well. So instead of Netflixing, maybe it's going and taking a hot bath. Right now, that sounds miserable because it's over 100 degrees outside, so I don't want that. But in the winter, that sounds amazing. And maybe you're somewhere where there's real fall or maybe it's a different time of the year entirely because you're not listening to this live. So 
that's a great option when it's not blazing hot outside. Uh, maybe it's reading a book, right? Often reading a book feels like more work, but most often it's going to give you more rest and you actually enjoy it. Maybe it is hanging out with a friend. It can be so easy to just want to isolate. It's easier just to be alone. It takes energy to be with someone else. But really what you know you need is to connect with a friend. Maybe it's going on a hike. Maybe it's doing some art. Maybe it's writing. Maybe it's having a picnic, right? There can be all these little things that are going to bring us so much more rest than those things that we want to do to numb out. So I want you to choose every day, every week to do the things that you really enjoy, even when it's hard. Okay, I hope those seven things encouraged you. And I know God's going to meet you in this hard season. He's near to the brokenhearted. He is so present in times where we really are desperate for him. So I'm excited for you for how he's going to show up in this season. And just know that there, there is so much to be gained in hard seasons. God can produce so much fruit in us when we're in the middle of these hard seasons. So, so be encouraged, Mama. Let me pray for you. And God, I just thank you that you promise to never leave us or forsake us. God, I thank you that you're with us in the depths of the valley. God, the darkest places of our lives. God, you, you're right there. And you will never leave us, God. Even when it sometimes feels like you're not there, God, you are right there. And so I just pray for every mama that's in that spot, God, whether it's um, something kind of smaller or it's something huge and traumatic, God, that, that you would remind her, you would whisper in her ear right now that you are right there and you're taking care of her like only a, a good father can. And God, I just pray you would remind her that there is hope. God, you will remind her that you're going to bring her out of the pit, God, and that you are bigger and stronger than any darkness that's trying to pull her down, Lord. And I just pray for each mama that she would be able to, to step into these things, to step into that hope, step into these actions, step into to crafting this life, God, that, that you have given us, God, this gift, God, and that we would would, even in the midst of these hard seasons, just keep walking and being faithful, God, and that you would produce such a good fruit in us for that, Lord. So I just pray for encouragement over every mama, God, and you would just breathe a fresh wind in her right now, God. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.